Africa futures rise to a 46-year high and does Africa need its own energy corporation? From over 1,200 cities and 130 countries, KI Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Originally set for November 26th, the OPEC Plus meeting was postponed to November 30th due to a disagreement over output quotas involving African producers Nigeria and Angola. This move prompted questions, like if bodies like OPEC Plus can center African demands. Mr. Paul Nduhura, a lecturer at Macquarie University Business School in the Department of Energy Science and Technology, discusses this and more. Sometimes I think it's not a collaboration of equals. Yeah. So even with these organizations like OPEC, there are countries which have a bigger say than others. And that's why we see what you are asking about, that countries in Africa that maybe have smaller contribution to the output, the global oil output, are not necessarily um, having a strong voice there because maybe they are looked at as, um, yeah, negligible, or they are looked at as countries that can easily be done away with. So because of that, then they end up, uh, you know, having to, you know, to follow whatever the others tell them. Now, the challenge that I find is that we still look at these organizations, traditional organizations, um, that were formed not in Africa and not for Africa, and still look up to them for solutions that would benefit Africa. It still baffles me that that's how we still look at it. Um, and this is not just opaque. I still think of an organizations like the International Energy Agency. It wasn't formed by African countries. And until now, there's no African country which is a member of the International Energy Agency. What does the, and, and yet the International Agency is still pushing the global agenda, releasing the global reports on world energy outlook and so on and so forth. No wonder Africa is not well represented when it comes uh, to those reports that you see. So in my opinion, um, Africa needs to stand, to learn to stand on its own. African countries should learn to stand on their own. And not as individual countries again. I think we need an energy corporation for Africa. We need an energy group for Africa, whether it is in the oil and gas sector, whether it is in the renewable energy sector. We need that because... As I've mentioned, those other institutions, those other groupings, we are never made for Africa. And it is difficult for them to understand African issues. And it is difficult for them to even push for African issues. And when African issues are brought to the table, they don't necessarily look at them as important issues. So I really think for our own energy security as African countries, we should start by having an African energy group for oil and gas, for the renewable sector, that will first of all spearhead our voices and say, sorry, first of all, collect our voices and then be our mouthpiece in those negotiations. Remember, as a group, we'll be very, very competitive if we have a unified position that we come up with. So as long as we continue to be underrepresented uh, in organizations that we are not necessarily made to support African needs or to address African interests, will continue to suffer with with energy security issues. 
And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Cocoa futures surged towards the 4,300 US dollar mark per ton, a level last seen in September of 1977 after rising about 65% so far this year and amid ongoing concerns over tight supplies from top producers Ivory Coast and Ghana. Unfavorable weather conditions notably unreasonably heavy rains have presented the drying process of cocoa beans resulting in degraded bean quality. Reports of blackpool diseases and swollen shoot virus stemming from the excessive rainfall have been reported in various growing areas. Meanwhile, recent data showed a significant drop in cocoa shipments by Ivory Coast farmers amounting to 479,000 metric tons sent to ports from October 1st to November 27th, down 32.2% from the same time last year. The International Cocoa Organization estimates a deficit of 116,000 metric tons in the global cocoa market for the ongoing growing season following two years of supply shortages. And a quick trip around Africa. Mozambique's annual economic growth accelerated to 5.92% in the third quarter of 2023 from 4.67% in the previous three-month period, marking the strongest growth rate since the last quarter of 2017. The notable expansion was primarily attributed to the primary sector, which grew by 12.49%, notably mining extraction, largely due to the continued rise in the liquefied natural gas production on the offshore platform in the Rovuma Basin. Services also grew solidly, mainly driven by financial services, hotels and restaurants, transportation and storage information and communication, and commerce and repair services. The industrial sector rose at a more modest pace as growth in utilities and manufacturing was partly offset by a decline in construction. Kenya may be forced to dip into forex reserves to pay back part of the maturing eurobond, a situation that could see the shilling fall further. Kenya's parliamentary budget office, however, warns that the repaying the entire $2 billion eurobond out of forex reserves may unnerve the market bond, saying a mixed payment plan seems to be the only viable option. The position taken by the budget team comes at a time that the reserves have continued to drop below the statutory requirement of 1.03 trillion Kenya shillings as of November 27th, equivalent to 3.6 months of input cover. The parliamentary budget office notes that despite concerns about credit ratings, a buyback at par or below par is a viable option because it would imply willingness to pay. Central Bank of Kenya Governor Kamau Thuge had earlier assured members of parliament that Kenya would not touch reserves to pay back the eurobond. Instead, the governor said the country would buy back $500 million. Part would be settled by loans from World Bank and the IMF expected in the coming months to March 2024, while the balance would be deferred. The parliamentary report, however, notes that there are concerns on the effect of the liability management options available for the government regarding the maturing eurobond. The world will require 13.5 trillion US dollars in investments by 2050 to transition to a more sustainable and carbon neutral future, particularly in the production, energy and transport sectors. This is according to the World Economic Forum in its Net Zero Industry Tracker 2023 report, which was published in collaboration with the advisory company Accenture. The report takes stock of progress towards net zero emissions for eight industries, namely steel, cement, aluminium, ammonia, excluding other chemicals, oil and gas, aviation, shipping and trucking. These depend on fossil fuel for 90% of their energy demand and pose some of the most technological and capital-intensive decarbonization challenges. The 13.5 trillion US dollars in investment is derived from average clean power generation cost of solar, offshore and onshore wind, 
nuclear and geothermal, electrolyzer costs for clean hydrogen and carbon transport as well as storage costs. The majority of the technologies needed to deliver net zero emissions are expected to reach commercial maturity after 2030, highlighting the need for collaborative approaches to research, develop and scale them. This includes substituting legacy technologies with low emission alternatives, increasing efficiency of processes and machinery, electrification and driving circularity. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With the Dong. <laughs>